Once again, the people of God gather at this font, just in front of me and this table, just behind me, in the wake of another mass shooting. And I wrote this yesterday evening, and there's been one since then. One at a garlic festival in Gilroy, California. One at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas. And one at a nightclub in Dayton, Ohio. Just as in other instances, the people who were murdered by the gunmen did not wake up that morning or eat lunch that afternoon knowing that that day would be their last. No person expects to take her children shopping at the closest Walmart in preparation for the first day of school only to end up in a morgue later that day. That mother doesn't wake up thinking that because that she doesn't wake up thinking that because she should not have to. No one should wake up with that on their mind. And yet, there are forces at work in this society that disproportionately benefit from the buying and selling and lobbying of arms, of selling, of stifling the imagination of a culture, of bringing us to our knees, not to revere God, but to revere the instruments of war. Some time ago, I read Audre Lorde's essay, A Burst of Light, a series of journal entries she wrote after being diagnosed with cancer a second time. On November 17, 1986, she reflected in the following way, quote, how has everyday living changed for me with the advent of a second cancer? I move through a terrible and invigorating savor of now, a visceral awareness of the passage of time with its nightmare and its energy. No more long-term loans, extended payments, 20-year plans, pay my debts, call the tickets in, the charges, the emotional IOUs. Now is the time, if ever, once and for all, to alter the patterns of isolation. Remember that nice lady down the street, she continues, whose son you used to cross at the light and who was always saying, now if there's ever anything I can do for you, just let me know. Well, her boy's got strong muscles and the lawn needs mowing, end quote. Audre Lorde's reflection is a model of attentiveness and single-mindedness in the face of profound bewilderment and uncertainty. Remember that nice lady down the street who has a physically strong son and who offers to do anything for me? Well, my lawn needs mowing. And a second cancer diagnosis will bring that into focus. Here, this author attends to the now, the present. 
She pays her debts and does away with 20-year plans. And with prophetic precision, she takes stock of her life and governs herself accordingly with great wisdom. Communities and societies and churches and families and nations are capable of such wisdom. We are capable of such wisdom, even though at times it may not seem that way. We, like Audre Lorde, are able to muster the inner focus it takes to engender a future and a present in which human lives are valued over profits. Valued over profits and the impulse to tear down large arms factories for even larger ones is resisted. But sometimes that sort of deep wisdom comes only when we have reached what appears to be our end that breath just before our final one, that second diagnosis, when we've heard enough cries from the blood of holy innocence, when we see more scenes involving mass murder than mass joy, when we have grown weary from accepting the world as it is instead of demanding a a world as it is in God's imagination. The mother who wakes up only thinking about the menial tasks of the day and how many strollers she needs instead of how many bulletproof vests she needs is already living in that imagination. And she, not the gunman, is our model. She is our patron. She is our saint. Violence toward vulnerable populations is almost always a failure of imagination a failure of imagination, an ability to see things as they could be. It is waking up and saying, and this is actually the perfect reading for this. So when we have a failure of imagination, we wake up and say things like, perfectly pointless. I realize that everything is pointless, is what we just heard from Ecclesiastes. And we have the power, unfortunately, in that pointlessness to impose despair in violent ways over other people. Which is why nihilists and pyromaniacs should not be trusted with the common good. Dreamers, poets, musicians, prophets, comedians, they should be trusted with the common good. Which is why when the banning of assault weapons is spoken of, I cannot help but think of the prophet Isaiah's vision in which is said this, quote, then they will beat their swords into iron plows and their spears into pruning tools. 
nation will not take up sword against nation. Nation will not take up assault weapon against nation. Nation will not take up bomb against nation. Nation will not take up gun against nation. They will no longer learn how to make war. I descend from people who wrote the Negro spiritual. I'm going to lay down my burden down by the riverside and study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. That spiritual was inspired by this vision in Isaiah. Instruments of war are meant to be farming implements. Instruments of cultivation and growth and creativity and nourishment that leaves us with commas and semicolons, not the periods of imagination failure. And so, may we, with God's help, take these weapons of violence and fashion them into something different something imaginative, something wise. 